Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Anticipate this moment to listen to his voice. Unfortunately, you're going to have to hear mine today. Uh, if you want to text me, I'd like to hear from you at 612-750-3498. Just tell me how I'm doing here tonight. I want to talk to you about a topic that's been really... Uh, really been a concern of mine in the world in which we live. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of things on the news, reading about uh, what's going on in our community, and especially the community that I come from, that rioting. There's a lot of disrespect in our world today. Where did that come from and why? Why is there so much hatred, so much anger? Well, I want to address that tonight. And I'm going to read to you out of Exodus chapter 20. This is one of the commandments of the law. And here's what it says in verse 12. It says, honor, and that's the key word tonight that I want to focus on. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God given thee. And now this is the first commandment with a blessing. And it's a very unusual uh, uh, blessing uh, that you would have long, long days. And God tells us that the land in which we live, he gave it to us. So honor and respect is very important and very primary uh, to longevity, peace uh, with our fellow man. What does it mean to honor one another? To honor others is to appreciate, to value, to respect. It means to recognize the full worth and importance of a person. The opposite of honor is shame. And when we dishonor others, we actually mark them as outcast, unloved, and unvalued. And that's what's happening in our world today, out in the streets, uh, interacting with our police officers, interacting with our neighbors, interacting with one another. There is a uh, spirit out there that is trying to divide, cause division. And there's this word that I really hate that's being used um, in our uh, popular uh, colloquial phrase right now is, is toxic. And also, it's a, uh, when I don't agree with you, what do we do with that? If I disagree with your opinion, how do we handle that? And so, what we do is that we dishonor them. We don't realize that we're doing this, but all of a sudden, we decide that we don't want to be part of that anymore. And so, we cause a division. It's the woke generation. And... So the Bible clearly states, now where did it all come from? Why is there such a disrespect in our world today? Why is there such rioting in the streets? 
Uh, why is there so much anger towards authority? It all started in the home. It all started with a, a rebellion against father and mother. There, that's why God gave us this commandment. Honor thy father and thy mother is the first commandment with a promise. Though it may be extended to all ancestors in the ascending line as father, mother, but it also goes further than that. When the Bible clearly tells us to honor our father, it does not just limit our immediate parents, but the Jewish um, history lets us know that that commandment is not just for mother and father, but it's for our neighbors, the authority, the teachers in our lives, the police officer in our community, the neighbor next to us. It is a uh, encompasses humanity, one another. And so stepfathers, stepmothers, guardians, nurses, all the superiors, to treat them with dignity in the office, kings and governors, masters, ministers, magistrates, presidents, governors, your leaders, even though that we may not agree, the Bible clearly states that we must honor and respect uh, the position of that person. And so today, this is where we find a community, a nation of people that fights among one another because they dis disrespect one another. And that is very sad. Uh, to honor the father in the home is very important. And it spreads out in our community. If we dishonor our parents, we're going to dishonor the rest of our community. The Bible clearly states that we must obey and keep His commandments. Uh, respect them to show reverence. Uh, to treat their opinion with respect. And this is the problem we have. We disrespect one another because we have a different opinion. A different opinion does not... Now, I want to be clear, does not give us an excuse or it is not a opportunity to disrespect somebody just because you have a different opinion, just because it's not popular. We are not to despise or to ridicule somebody just because they're different, because they look different. I am convinced that this is really the foundation of uh, unity, of respect, is when you honor somebody. We need to treat each other's habits with respect. Those habits may be different from ours. They may have different customs, different ways of doing things. Uh, to us, it may be strange. It's odd. Or my neighbor may be different than I am. But that doesn't mean that we should not have a respect for them are for one another. Uh, they, they have habits just like we have. Our parents have different habits. And, but they are not to be ridiculed because you think that they're old-fashioned or they're odd. Uh, the Bible completely tells us, or strictly tells us, to honor our parents. Now, to honor our parents, which is an authority, which trickles down to the authority around in our communities, that we must provide when they are sick, when they are weary, when they are old, to bear 
with their weakness, to comply with their wishes, to speak to them kindly, with not respect, use kind words. To do that, you must deny yourself. And this is something that we do not do very well in our community. It's hard for us to deny ourselves because we live in a society now that we deserve the best. We deserve uh, the way that we want to live our lives. Let me live my life the way I want to. You don't have the right to tell me how to live my life. And so we, what we do is that we push our authority away because we feel like it's toxic to the way that we think and we do not want those authorities in our life. That's why we have the society that where um, brother is against brother, um, neighbor against neighbor. That's why we have such a disrespect. Where did, why did it start? Where did it, America was not that way when it was first founded. It wasn't like that. There was a high respect for authority. That's why we became the great nation that we did. We had a tremendous respect for our country. We had a respect for our flag. We had a respect for our soldiers. And now, during the 60s, and I grew up in the 60s, that there was a rebellious against authority and, and against those uh, that fought our wars for us. When they came home from war, we treated them very disrespectfully. Uh, we called them names just because we did not agree with what we did. And so we need to come back to the basics with God to honor one another. Now, where, why did it, where did it start? Why did it end? Well, I remember when in school I was taught, this is back in the, a long time ago. I won't tell you how old I am, but I remember in school, I was taught, when I addressed the teacher, I called them Mr. or Mrs. Today, we were encouraged to call them by their first name. And you say, well, that's, that's nothing really important to me. If, you know, we need to have that personal contact so we can relate with one another. That was the philosophy. If we could be their friend, maybe we could be a better teacher. What has happened is we took the authority away, and so now the adult becomes, or the student becomes equal with the teacher. Well, now the teacher is not a teacher anymore, because if you're a teacher, you cannot be equal with your student. If you're a parent, a parent is not equal with their child. You, that, so there is a line of authority. Where did that all break down? I believe it broke down in a humanistic system. We took God out of the school. We we uh, defamed the flag. Why we we uh, ignored our parents, and so and now we ignore the elders also in our lives. If honor is important. If God commands for us to honor such an important subject in which we're talking about today, if we could understand the importance of it all, we will come back as a people, as a nation, and we will be stronger than ever than we've 
started from the very beginning. And it all because of God himself. Now, according to um, Ben Gersom, which is a, a scholar, a Jewish scholar, he says this. He said, the traditions of Hebrews, this is the tradition, a young man was obligated to rise up when an ancient man was at a distance of four cubics from him. And he would not sit down until that elder passed by him. It, it, it may appear, and it might, so it might appear that it was done in honor of him. This is not only observed among the Jews, but also among the um, ancient nations during that time who reckoned it um, um, wickedness or a capital crime if the young man did not rise up to an older man. It was a law and it was capital punishment if we didn't in the other nations. I've been overseas more than one time in different uh, countries in the third world nations and I am so pleasantly amazed and surprised, not surprised because I, I believe that um, I would see that in those nations because of their customs. But the, the countries that I have been in, the respect that they have shown to their elders had, had just uh, touched my heart. An elder man that would um, be walking by, I've seen younger men stand up and honor them. They did not know him, but they showed honor uh, to him. So today, or tonight, and tell it like it is, I'm going to talk a little bit more about what it is and what it means to honor one another, how important it is um, in our nation, in our world, in your homes, in your churches. Amen. So, Brother Matt, let's play a song and we'll gather some thoughts here.
With a fire deep in your soul Your faith was strong and the call was clear I'm sure you can make a new road Like so many the flame grew dark Confidence hit the wall There always seems to be a lot of big questions The answer seems so Was Phillips, Craig, and Dean. That's when Grace walks in. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show, and tonight we have Brother Dale Jones sitting in for Pastor Simons. Want to give a shout out to a couple listeners here. Are are these are the ones who have um, paid the most money this month, and uh, so they get the shout out. I'm just kidding. Uh, this is free. Uh, but Brother, I think it's Nathaniel Burling uh, is listening up in um, Grafton. Uh, we have Brother Griffith. Over there in Montana, and then we have the Paulsons listening in Fargo. So I think that we've got pretty much all of the important parts of our country taken care of right there, Brother Jones. Um, so if you want to keep going or if you just want to wrap it up now, we've got, you know, we've got our audience. Yeah, it sounds like we took care of everything tonight already, just in a few times. I would do want to shout out to uh, Brother Greg Johnson. He's in Oklahoma, him and his wife, uh, RV, for the last five, six years. Uh, good, great, great, great people. Um, Brother Simons, he just texted me. He says this uh, excellent stuff. Um, he says I'm making sense. I don't think I am, but I built a foundation here for a reason. There's some hot topics in our c- country right now. One is a disrespect for our police officers. Nobody trusts them. There's a breakdown here. Two, a disrespect for our flag. We there's such a a disunity, such a um, confrontation. 
of kneeling uh, with our sports figures, um, kneeling with the flag. Uh, you know, I know that they have a right, and we have a right to burn our flag. We have a right because we live in the United States of America. We have those rights. That's why we live here. We have those freedoms. But a freedom and a right does not give us the right to exercise those freedoms to, um, what's the word, to degrade somebody or our country and to degrade the flag because we have a right uh, to burn the flag or to kneel during the time of the of the Pledge of Allegiance or the Star-Spangled Banner or, or to honor our country just because we have that freedom doesn't give us the right to dishonor because when we dishonor that right of freedom, our freedoms are going to be taken away. Where did it all start from? And so we have these two hot top topics as far as uh, we see, and that bring that is bringing such a disunity uh, to our nation. And if we're not careful, our nation is going to be brought down because of disrespect. And that's why God said, oh, if I could stress this today, that's why it's important to have a father in the home. That's why it's important to have a complete unit. Our community right now is being dissolved. And what I mean by community, let me explain this to you. When I was growing up, in the community in which I lived in, it was not unheard of for my neighbors, uh, the parents of my friends, to reprimand me uh, if I'm out late. It's not uncommon for them to say, hey, does your mom and dad know that you're out? And they said, you better get home, son. Or if I was disobehaving in the park somewhere, and he said, does your mom and dad know that you're doing this? And fear will grip a hold of me. Why? Because I had to respect for that elder. And God, and, and I did not know God at that time, but there's something that God placed in mankind to have a fear for authority. Now, here's what happened. When we lose our fear of God, and Pastor Bob, I'm taught about that and tell it like it is. What a tremendous message. If you have not heard that, you need to dig it up in the archives and listen to it. There is a fear that God puts in us. But unfortunately, mankind has ignored that fear and pushed it aside. And now that we don't have a fear of God, we have no fear of judgment. And so because we have no fear of judgment, we're not afraid of authority. And now we, we have communities. We have now in, in different uh, states, we find that they could arrest a, a offender, Brother Matt, but they can't charge him. And so now they're out doing it again, knowing that once they get arrested, they're not going to hold them. And so they can go out and commit another crime. And that don't make sense to me. That I don't get that. I don't understand that. And it's all because we took God out of the picture. And that's why God said this. It started in the home as a young child. You honor your parents. Now, I'm going to say something that maybe could startle a few adult children. But just because you're an adult, just because you're married and have your own children, does not, it does not exempt you from honoring your parents. As long as your parents are alive, 
and you're a parent yourself and you have children and that parent tries to speak into your life and you may not you think that he they, they that they're too old and they don't understand the way that you want to live your life um you know they're they're it, it's not working you know you're thinking mom and dad is old fashioned and it's not working with my family this is the way i want to raise my listen listen you're coming against the authority of god you you want your children to follow authority you want your children to to respect authority adult uh, children you still need to honor your mother and your father now i got that off of my chest but that's very important we think that we're exempt and i'll give you an example can i talk to you a little bit personally in my life my dad i grew up in a broken home okay uh, my mom was uh, ill in cancer uh, back in those days. There wasn't really a, a lot done for ca- cancer patients. In fact, it was very hard to diagnose that even they had cancer. And she was in, the, in and out of the hospital for five years of her life. Two years she spent in a um, hospital in, in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, and they were testing things on her, um, new things, and so forth. And she suffered for it, and she eventually died and, and suffering and pain. So there was eight of us left at home. My dad was a drunk. He was an alcoholic. He was never home. All right. There was no God in our home. But my dad left something within us. And that is this. Even though that he was not home, he taught us to respect our mother. And if we would sass our mom, we knew that our dad will come home and there would be consequences. So there was a fear, Brother Matt. And that fear stopped me from disrespecting my mom. Now, my brother challenged that one day. And she, he sassed my mom and my mom. I mean, it was a bad deal. And finally, my mom says, well, when your dad comes home, he's going to know about this. And my, dad, my, my brother, my older brother, he's a year older. He says, well, I don't care. Well, when dad got home. I knew that there's going to be some um, some friction here, and my my brother now is pretty pretty good size, he's about as tall as my dad, and he's starting to exercise his strength. And he generally experimented on me. I got a lot of bruises, and he I mean he knocked me out a few times, and so I knew he was a very strong man. So this was a challenge, and he felt like now he had authority, and he did not not have to listen to his parents, and so. When dad got home, um, dad confronted him and my brother um, kind of disrespected my dad. And before the words came out of my brother's mouth, all I seen is my brother laying on the floor, arms and legs everywhere. I mean, it was so fast. And I stood there and I looked, brother Matt, and I go, you know, I could learn from this. (laughs) And you see, that put more of a fear in me. And so what I'm saying with this, even though that my dad was an alcoholic, even though that my dad had faults, even though that my dad probably did not know really the parenting skills, one thing that he ingrained in me was authority. And I believe because he taught me authority, I'm sitting here today. Because with that fear of authority, oh, please hear me today. Whoever you are, Don't ignore 
the authority in your life. Because when you have a respect for authority, there is hope for you. There's hope for our, your family. There's hope for this nation. Authority and respect goes hand in hand. So thank God for authority. And so that's why the Bible gives a blessing with that commandment, Brother Matt. He says that your life will, you will have longevity. Now, with longevity means happiness, means peace, means prosperity. The Jews understood this. They understood if I honor my mother and my father, I will have prosperity. And you can see in the history of Israel, even though that there was wars and fighting, you find them as a very prosperous nation when they honored God. Now here's the key. You cannot show honor to one another unless you first honor God. It's not there. So you cannot be exempt Amen. God cannot be exempt in your life. So that's why I feel when they took God out of our schools, when they took God out of our courthouses, when he took God out of our uh, meetings, when they ignore God, when they ignore the authority, that's when society begins to break down. Now, Albert Barnes says this, the outward respect, this is authority, there's an outward respect that is due to old age and their immediate, and it's, and it's, from there there's an immediate contact with the fear of God. Now, Proverbs tells us this, verse, Proverbs 16 and 31, it, the writer says this, the hoary head is the crown of glory, if it be found in the way of righteousness. Proverbs chapter 18 says this, Before destruction of the heart, the man is haughty. The opposite of that is this, And before honor is humility. And so there is the breakdown of disrespect. The breakdown of disrespect. What our humanistic society has been teaching is that you can become gods. And what, and, and who you are is more important than who anybody else is around you. And so there's this haughtiness. But the Bible tells us if we're going to honor, there has to be humility. Now catch this. With honor, the Bible completely, distinctly tells us this, that it, when you honor your mother and father, it trickles down to your neighbor, to your community, to your nation. Now watch this. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 22 and verse 36. There was a question that was asked Jesus one day. He says, Master, this is the young rich ruler. He had everything. He had wealth. He had prosperity. He had prestige. He had everything. But there was something that he was lacking. Something was missing in his life. He said, Master, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy, thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first commandment. The second 
is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor. Now watch this. As thyself. And those two commandments hang on the law of the prophets. Now I want you to see something here. When he was talking to this rich young ruler, he says that you need to love one another as you love yourself. When you disrespect yourself, you will not have a respect for anybody else. And so now, let me just stop here and go back into my life. You see, so, I learned something in that scenario when I watched my, the interaction between my father and my older brother. And so now let's fast forward a little bit. Uh, several years after that, I cried out to God. He took my addictions away. I, 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 fought, I fell in love with God. So now I have God in my life. But my father has not changed. My brothers have not changed. They're still living the life that they have. So now my life is different than their life. My world is different than their world. And so... They live in Maryland, so I, I, I flew out to Maryland to visit with him and spend some time with my dad. And my relationship with my dad was different then. Brother Matt, I, there, there was something that, that I need to figure out, something that was, was amiss here. Because I did not agree with his lifestyle now. And so one of his things of, of pride was this, is get all of his sons together and we can go do something and we would just go out to these adult establishments and hang out and that that was this was what he lived for this is who he was I don't do that no more dad so that bothered him and it bothered me and so now we had no common ground here and so how do I handle that well one day he had a boat and we all all of us boys and my dad we went on the boat while well, he brought a cooler with him and towards the end of the day things began to change in his personality I'm not going to explain to you I think you can figure that out and and so I got really frustrated with that because I didn't want to be around that anymore and so I turned to my dad and he was like jovial he was like Man, this is the greatest thing. I'm with my boys. I'm doing what I want to do. He was intoxicated. And I was very frustrated with that, Brother Matt. And, and it, it really bothered me. And finally, I voiced my frustration to him. I said, Dad, and I really to even say it today, Brother Matt, it bothers me. I said, Dad, why do you have to drink all the time when I'm around you? And I seen his countenance just shrivel up. Now, some of you may think that, what, what, what's wrong with that? But I seen him just shrink into himself. And my older brother turned on me and he reprimanded. He said, don't you ever talk to dad like that again. Wow. Now, I got a brother that just respected my father, a brother that respected my mother, but he learned something and he recognized that those simple, those little words that I was right to say, perhaps... And you know what? To this day, I regret saying that to him because I realized I dishonored my father and I, I was full of shame and, and brokenness. And so, but from that point on, I made a point in my life that no matter what, if I agree with him or not, I am never going to dishonor my father again. Our relationship changed from that point and he recognized that 
I, even though I disagreed with him, I never dishonored him again. And to this day, on his deathbed, he called me to his deathbed and he said, I'm not ready to die yet, son. I need to talk to you. And he made things right. And he said, now I'm ready to go. Why? When I honored the man in my life, it changed his life. It changed my life. When we begin to honor and respect one another, things begin to change in the spirit. That's a powerful element. That's why God started out as a commandment. Honor your father and your mother. Now, I want to talk about your neighbor. Leviticus tells us this. And it's a commandment in Leviticus. He says, when you reap the harvest of the land. Now, this is very important. This is what we're lacking in our country. Now, other countries still do this. We did this as a society. We helped one another. We were concerned for one another. Now we're dependent upon the government. But here's what Leviticus tells us. When we reap the harvest of the land, thou shalt not wholly reap the corners of the field, neither thou shalt gather um, uh, the gleamings of the harvest, and thou shalt not gleam thy fields, and so, so on and so on. And now then he drops down he's, and he tells them, thou shalt not steal. You see, when you steal from somebody, you're dishonoring them. You don't deal falsely. You don't lie to one another. And you shall not swear in thy name falsely. Neither thou shalt thou profane the name of God. For I am the Lord. Thou shalt not defraud thy neighbor. That means don't you do anything against them. Don't you lie about them. Neither rob them. The wages of him that is hired do not try to deceive them from the wages that you've hired and, and, and so on and so forth. And then he says this, Thou shalt not curse the death, nor put a stumbling block before the blind. See, dealing with our community in a proper way. Thou shalt fear thy God. I am the Lord. You shall do no unrighteousness and judgment. Thou shalt not uh, respect the person of poor nor honor the person of the mighty. He says that, that there's no respecter of persons here. Just because, because he says he, he's poor, you don't disrespect them. Because he's rich, you don't honor them. You see the difference here? You see, we like somebody because we agree with them. And we, and we don't want to be around somebody or we, we disrespect somebody because we don't agree with them. That's, that's, that's against God's principle. There's this word out there, brother Matt, help me. So in the, in the, the world in which we live, when they, when, when, when you would disagree with somebody, there's this woke community. And there's another word that they use that's been, what, what, I can't remember what it's called. Well, maybe somebody can text me and help me with that. I don't remember what it's called. When you separate, when you don't, when, when you, I don't want you in my life anymore. Cancel. There's that cancel culture. Because, because I don't agree with you. Now, now here, no, we gotta be very careful in the church because that spirit is infiltrating in the church. Do 
do you know in the last days the Bible says that that father will be against son, son against father, parents. There will be a great um, deception. Even the elect will be deceived. That's happening in our world today. And if we're not careful, it will infiltrate into the church. And we will cancel one another out because there's we draw a line. And he says, well, listen, we're going to draw a line in where we are not going to, because we disagree, you're out of my life. We're not going to, we're not going to be part of it. And parents are doing that against their children, children against their parents. And we're living in that society today. It's called the cancel culture. And the Bible clearly teaches against this. Thou shalt not hate thy brother, in verse 17, in thy heart. Thou shalt, in Anywise, rebuke thy neighbor, nor suffer sin upon him. Now watch this. Thou shalt not avenge, nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to take a break. I'm going to talk about loving thyself.
Without you by uh, Brother Farron, Brother Bill Farron. This is the Tell Like It Is radio show. I want to take a second to invite you to church on Wednesday night at 7.30. That is located at 501 Elks Drive. It's the New Life United Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. We also have services on Sunday starting at 10 o'clock. And then we have services at 11 o'clock. 10 o'clock is our adult Bible class and also our children's Sunday school. And by the way, we do have a bus that we can come and pick uh, children up, if or adults, actually, if you need a ride. Um, just uh, shoot a text to 290-7862, we'll, and we'll get you in touch with the right person, 290-7862. We have a family worship service at 11 o'clock on Sunday. Again, that's at 501 Elks Drive. I also want to shout out one more time, or the first time, I guess, to Lori Henriquez. I guess she's listening as well. And um, we will... Get back to Brother Jones. We've got about, oh, 10 minutes left of the show, so we're going to get right at it. All right. Well, thank you, Brother Matt Ramsey. Again, I want to give a thank to Brother Bob Simons. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm hoping I'm addressing something that's very prevalent and very important in our life. I know I am. I'm passionate about it. You can probably tell. Now, the Bible clearly says, Jesus says that you need to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, this is not called self-love like our world is teaching us today. And this is where we're having a breakdown. You got, you know, it's all about you. What, what, how, what, if it don't, if don't benefit you, if that person doesn't benefit you, then you, you cancel them all out of your life. And that's so anti-God. That's so humanistic. But the Bible does address that. And we have a scripture saying that you love your, your neighbor as yourself. That's the second commandment. So how do we address that? What does that mean to us? Well, it means this. Um, who is, it means that if you're governed by self-love, now properly, a proper self-love, according to uh, 
spiritual, it's spiritual speaking, biblical principle. We will devote that. No, this is self-love. When you have a respect for yourself, when you recognize that you are important, that that you're loved by God, that you have self uh, self uh, self esteem, and and in today's world we don't have much of a self esteem anymore. Well, it's a false self esteem because the world is trying to tell you that hey, you know what, you can become gods. You know that you deserve this. You know, so on and forth. I'm not going to address that today. But there is a, spiritually speaking, there is a self-love. And this self-love comes by our devotion to God himself. That's what makes us whole. And earnestly and and constantly we seek um, after him. We will have peace. We would have happiness and the salvation salvation of God. We will find that enjoyment and in God, that joy unspeakable and full of glory. Self-love in, in itself does not make you happy. And it's only, it's, I am, my, for instance, you or me, I'm, the, I'm only the subject which receives happiness. You see, I cannot make myself happy within myself. I'm not capable of doing it. I cannot surround all these things that I feel that will in, enhance my life to make me happy. And this is what's happening in our world. That's why we have this, this cancel culture, this toxicity. We push God away because God is not part of my um, the way that I want to think, the way that I want to uh, be brought up. I don't want authority in my life. So it's only as a subject. I'm the subject that receives happiness. and But it's not the object. The object is the, the constituency of happiness. Now, what is the object? The object is God himself, Jesus Christ. That's where it all derives from. Properly speaking, that love of God is what makes me love myself. And that's what it means by self-love. When you have a love for God, you have self-love. Now, when you have a love for God, you love yourself, you're going to love your neighbor. And that's why God, Jesus said this, you love your neighbor as yourself, but we need to understand where it all comes from. It comes from the original manufacture of humanity, and that's God himself. That's where we're going to find this peace, this perfect peace, this joy. When we have that, we will treat one another right. So no man could say that I love God and hate my neighbor. So loving yourself is very important, but it's not self-love. It's loving God. In return, you'll love yourself. So God is the nucleus. God is the foundation of everything. And so when we honor people, it honor one another, it takes humility. Now let me reiterate. Our nation has fallen apart. And I believe the reason why is this. We're leaving God out of the picture. When we put God in the picture... No, this is the proof of that. 
reason why there there is a signs of this. Now you can recognize this. You look around. There's no respect for our authority anymore. There's no respect for our our police officers anymore. I'm not telling you everybody's perfect. What I'm saying, it's the authority. And that's why our nation needs to come back to God again. That's why we need to have honor and respect. God bless you. I'm going to pray with you right now. I'm going to, if you're having problems with honoring your parents, you have a conflict in your family, would you consider this? Would you consider that maybe the problem is that I am lacking a devotion, I'm lacking a commitment to God? That really is, really, the answer. Heavenly Father, we ask you right now, God, whoever is listening today, God, that you would touch them. We pray for a broken nation. We pray, O oh God, that you would touch our leaders, our community leaders. God, we pray for our president. God, we pray for our families. We pray for our fathers, our parents, our mothers. God, we ask you right now in the name of Jesus that you would intervene in our community and our country, O oh God. That you would touch our nation, that we will come back, God, to the place of honoring one another. God, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you again for listening. Amen. Come and visit uh, the church, New Life Church, Pentecostal Church. You will love the people there. Amen. God bless you. In Jesus' name.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.